You're listening to a podcast from JNIS. This morning, we have Raul Nuguera, who is at Grady Memorial Hospital, affiliated with Emory in Atlanta, Georgia. And Raul uh, was the lead author on an Editor's Choice article in the uh, July issue of JNIS entitled, uh, The Trevo Device, Preclinical Data, of a novel stroke thrombectomy device in two different animal models of arterial thrombo-occlusive disease. Raul, I really appreciate you talking to me this morning. Do you think you can just talk a little bit about the design of, of your study and, and summarize some of the results for me? Absolutely. Uh, I, would, I would like to start by thank you for this opportunity. Uh, also on behalf of my co-authors, uh, Elad Lev, Matt Gunis, Adam Siddiqui, and Gary Duckweiler. Uh, so this essentially was the uh, collection of the experimental data which was necessarily to uh, move with the, the pre-approval of the device in order to, to do clinical human studies. So mm-hmm. we essentially performed four confirmatory animal studies with the Trivo device, which was uh, novel stem triver. Uh, two of these studies were performed using swine model, another one, a canine model of uh, arterial thromboocclusive disease employing autologous thrombin generate thrombi. The final study was uh, designed to look at uh, the histopathology um, of the vessels after the passage of the device. Okay. So for the clinical efficacy analysis, we had a total of 16 clots with variable hardness and consistency that were implanted in a variety of vascular settings, uh, including the swine, internal maxillary, lingual, and forelimb arteries, as well as the canine, external carotid, and vertebral arteries. We okay. assess uh, the degree of recanalization using the thrombolysis uh, uh, in uh, myocardial ischemia scale, and you define success as a TIMI 223, and that was essentially achieved in uh, 100% of the vessels uh, mm. with uh, a TIMI 203 achieving 15 vessels after a single pass and uh, after two passes in the final vessel. The okay. histopathology analysis uh, uh, essentially demonstrate uh, clinical safety. There was severe disruption of the intimum, but there was no compromise uh, of the medial adventitia, which has also been reported with uh, previous stent rivers as well. Okay. Um, and, and then specifically with the, the Trevo device, uh, is there a unique design you know, if you compare it to some of the other um, devices that have been developed or being developed? Uh, there are certain differences uh, between Trivo and other devices. Uh, in North America, as you know, the only device that that's currently approved in terms of stent rivers is the solitaire device. Mm-hmm. So I'd feel more mm-hmm. comfortable comparing with the solitaire. I think it's important to highlight that uh, None of these design differences uh, um, uh, will for sure translate any clinical difference, uh, at uh, least our mm-hmm. personal experience and the, um, and the reported experience with the solitaire devices has been very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. We participate in the TRIVO trial here in North America uh, and we enrolled uh, 
about 30 patients, and you were also extremely pleased with the, the performance of the trivial device, but I think it's very early to do any clinical comparisons. Having mm-hmm. said that, there are clear um, design differences. The solitaire device was originally uh, uh, designed for aneurysm neck bridging, and uh, okay. it's, it's essentially a, a nitinol a flat surface that it's a laser cut and then it's fold like a leaf uh, and collapse into a microcatheter. Um, it, it has uh, a lot more in common with uh, other uh, stents for aneurysm neck bridging like the enterprise stent, uh, for instance, mm-hmm. than the Trivo device has. Uh, uh, one of the main differences is that the design of the stent struts um, it, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's different orientation uh, in the sense that in the trivial device, the thicker part has an endoluminal orientation, so okay. that should facilitate clot incorporation. And in the hmm. solid hair device, the, the thicker part of the stent strut has more like a, a, a mural orientation. So, okay. uh, as you would expect, with aneurysm neck bridging, you want to oppose the blood vessel wall better right, and improve right. coverage uh, along the aneurysm neck. So that's one of the main differences. Um, the trivial device also has an atraumatic tip uh, for a little flexible wire measuring about 4 millimeters. And it's a longer uh, device as well. Um, the solid here at the 4 millimeter diameter it has 20 millimeter lamps and the trivo it's, uh, it's more like 40. I see. I noticed as part of the design I thought it was ingenious that you guys decided to make the thrombus for the animal model radiopaque. Can you talk a little bit more in detail about some of the effects that you may have seen of initially passing through the clot or deploying the device or uh, retracting the clot or what you might have been able to visualize? I, I mean, I certainly wish in real life we had radiopaque thrombi. I was just interested to, to see what your experience was in, in the animal model. Well, I agree, Dr. Tart, that it would be great to get visual feedback uh, while trying to retrieve these clots. Unfortunately, that cannot be achieved um, in the clinical setting at this point. Um, but for this experiment, you could actually achieve this goal by using barium uh, during the uh, clot um, formation. So these clots are typically uh, formed by using uh, autologous whole blood incubated with uh, different levels of bovine thrombin and barium. Another option would be to use tantalum uh, to give the uh, radiopaque appearance of the clot, but mm-hmm. tantalum makes the clot just way too hard. So you decide to use barium. The main disadvantage of uh, using barium for visualization, it does change the mechanical stiffness properties of the clot nonetheless. Okay. Uh, however, by altering the levels of bovine thrombin and barium, you can have hard and soft clots. We can also uh, have white clots by just using platelet-rich plasma isolated from centrifugation of the autologous mm-hmm. whole blood uh, without any barium. 
So this kind of gives you a, a wide spectrum of what you can find in real life. Um, the main advantage of having visualization of the thrombus is you can actually follow um, the whole retrieval process. And one of the things that was uh, very helpful to have a feedback is just so how important it is to have aspiration at the level of the guiding catheter. Because mm -hmm. oftentimes, by the great incorporation of the uh, thrombotic material in the, into the stent river, uh, as you are retrieving the stent river into the guiding catheter, um, fragments of the clot may get displaced, and theoretically, if you are not doing aspiration, you could reembolize. And I think this has been a problem with uh, retrievers uh, since the, 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 their initial use. Mm -hmm. and, and did you did you see any of that um, um, with the Trevo device at all? Any of that fragmentation? We actually did not. We actually did not have uh, um, those types of problems, but uh, the experiments were done as you do a case in real life. So when you were bringing the stent Trevo into the guiding catheter, we were aspirating. Uh, to prevent any issues with reembolization. We did not use a balloon guide catheter, but uh, given the size of the, the animal artery and the guiding catheter that you're using, uh, you had some flow control, just the relationship mm -hmm. between the diameter of the catheter and the blood vessel gave us some flow control. I see, I see. Now, I noticed with the histological arm of the uh, study that there was some degree of uh, endothelial disruption, and I understand that that's not unusual and, and can be seen in other stent retriever devices. But given that fact, do you think that there may be a, a role for short-term antithrombotic like 2B3A inhibitor while performing these procedures you know, in real life? I think that's a great question. Um, there is some, some recent data suggesting that the, the intra-procedure use of uh, IV heparin actually may lead to, to better results. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I think one would think that uh, the more antithrombotics you have on board, uh, more successful you would be. Unfortunately, that would come with the higher risk of uh, hemorrhagic transformation as well. So uh, I'll briefly review the data, the histopathological data that we collect. Essentially, we had three swelling external carotid artery branches uh, ranging from 2.2 to 3 millimeters in diameter. We had five sections with six levels uh, that you analyze for each of these vessels, so a total of uh, 90 levels. What you saw was a severe disruption of the intima, but there was no hemorrhage of the medium or the given tissue or any evidence of extensive arterial injury, uh, such as transmural medial dissection, tear, or perforation. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, other than the denudation, the disruption of the intima, uh, at, there were some uh, rare areas where you had some. Uh, a focal deposition of fibrin and platelets, but uh, without any actually uh, real thrombus formation uh, to, to a point that you would have occlusion of the vessel or any hemodynamic impairment. Uh, and there was also uh, focal areas where you had disruption 
of the internal aspect lamina. Um, I think these are findings that are extremely common with a lot of the procedures that you do, uh, including balloon angioplasty uh, and I think uh, you know stent placement. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. The main difference here is you are dragging stent with uh, a good degree of radial force across the cerebrovascular joint. Um, I think the question can be better answered just by looking at the results of the uh, stent retrieval trials that we currently have, both the SWIFT trial and now the the retrieval European trial and the retrieval shoot trial that was uh, mostly performed in North America. And uh, you can um, safely say that at least during the procedure, and you can judge uh, by the actual outcome results that probably should also be uncommon after the procedure, vessel reocclusion is uh, not a common factor. We actually uh, didn't see any uh, vessel reocclusion uh, in these stent river trials. Um, and uh, in general, glycoprotein should be three inhibitors were uh, actually uh, contraindicated during the trials. Um, the mm-hmm. only thing that could be used was IV heparin. Okay. Okay. You, you mentioned sort of the dragging effect. Uh, again, not unique to the retrieval device, but it seemed like you did have a fair amount of vasospasm that you encountered. In the real-world setting, do you think that that may have any effect on patient uh, cooperation? Uh, I mean, we do almost all of our cases, you know, without general anesthesia. No, knowing the discomfort that can be felt with devices such as the Mercy retrieval device. I, I, I just wonder if that's that may be an issue with this device. Uh, that's uh, I think that's a great question. First thing that I would like to to highlight is that uh, the animal models, specifically the swine model, is much more uh, prone to uh, vasospasm induced okay. by either catheter or device than the human cerebral vasculature. Uh, the dog model is a little bit better. Um, and then um, the swine model, but still uh, you have more vasospasm than if you think you'd have in the human cerebral vasculature. Should they point that the, the swines, uh, the, the pigs are typically pre-treated with um, calcium channel blockers, uh, mm. starting few days prior to, to the uh, experiments. Um, in terms of the current human experience, uh, we have a very low threshold to use uh, interterior nicardipine during our stroke oh, okay. treatments in general. But I have not seen more vasospasm with stent rivers than I have seen with other uh, stroke devices, um, personally. So, so you're currently using nicardipine if you do see spasm in stroke patients? Yes, we, we actually use interterior nicardipine uh, very often uh, for, for several reasons. Uh, number one, I think uh, any degree of spasm will increase the chances of having a guiding catheter or balloon guiding catheter related complications, mm-hmm. including dissection. I think it makes the retrieval process more difficult and more painful to the patient. And also, there may be an advantage of uh, the digital effects of myocardipine, potentially even uh, mm-hmm. neuroprotection, and, and perhaps uh, also uh, by inducing certain degree of vasodilation, you you may uh-huh. improve that uh, clot interface uh, um, interaction with the device, clot and blood vessel. 
And so do you typically do that uh, prophylactically, or do you wait until you see uh, evidence of spasm? Oftentimes I'll do it prophylactic. Okay. Uh, the things that you prevent me from doing it would be uh, blood pressure, if the patient is having a low blood pressure, mm-hmm. uh, or even a, a low normal blood pressure, I tend not to use, because as we all know, um, pressure reduction in the setting of an occlusion um, mm-hmm. and may decrease collateral perfusion, so you avoid that um, in those cases. The, the other thing that I think to mention is the pain factor. Um, we actually have not noticed uh, uh, a lot more. Uh, I would say it's actually definitely less than the Mercy Retriever and um, during the, the, the clot extraction process. And okay. uh, just as your center, we tend to use uh, just um, mon- no, a lot of cases on the Presadax, so not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. patients. Okay. Well, Raul, that's all I have. Any final comments that you wanted to make? Uh, no, again, just uh, wanted to thank you for the opportunity of uh, sharing our results uh, uh, with uh, the neurointerventional community and uh, uh, highlighting again that uh, I think the stent river technology uh, has been um, of uh, great help to our patients, and uh, we look forward to gather uh, large amounts of uh, clinical results and uh, reflect on what should be the next step in order to improve outcomes even better. Well, that's great. Well, uh, Raul, I really thank you for spending time to, to uh, talk with me this morning. For more information about this program and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com.